0: Finding Treasure in 2022. Uh, the T and the 2022, that's why that works. Um, so today is we're going to talk about your how-to guide for not getting ripped off this year. No one likes to get ripped off. I haven't met anyone who does. That would be something you'd want to get help with. Um, so who am I? My name is Justin Kirkpatrick. And in just a second, you're going to see my family on the screen. And that's my wife and my kids. They've grown up really fast. Um, they've grown up here at CIV. So They were born here at CIV. My wife and I were married and immediately began attending here at church. We've been here about 18 years. And so we have really enjoyed and watched as God blessed our family beyond measure, being a part of this church. And I am also going to be leading a small group. Year as well. This was a special year for me. I turned 40 this year. I know everyone talks about that midlife crisis, and I thought, "Yeah, but that doesn't happen to me. I'm going to turn 40 and be totally satisfied." Well, I wasn't. I was concerned about what my life had been up to 40 because you realize at 40, it's not downhill, but you've certainly not got as much uphill left. <laughs> and so I thought about, what is my time and energy? What have I traded that all for in the last 40 years? And it started making me think about what I should be doing with all those things that I have. What should I be putting my hope in? And what should I be building up? And what should what's real treasure in life? And we also went to Big Bear. And while we were there in the beautiful, wonderful Big Bear, we stayed inside and watched TV for a good portion of it. Um, And one of the shows that we watched was the Curse of Oak Island. I don't know if you've seen that, but it is a show about treasure hunting. And apparently on this island, Oak Island, there is a treasure worth tens of millions of dollars. And to me, and I think to other people, the allure is, if you can just find that treasure, you're set. Because you can put your hope in that. If I could just have six, like Elon Musk, six billion dollars, right? Just give me a small portion of that, and I'm good. And I won't have to worry anymore. That's, the, that's sort of the hope. And one of the things we see is that we put our hope in treasure. Right? If there's a, whatever... 403B, 401K, some letter, number combination, that's going to set you up. And if that is just full enough, then you're going to be all right. There's hope in that treasure. And last year was crazy, right? Because last year, the treasure, that's what that looked like. Right there. That was, that you were, you you invite, hey, check it out, I'm set. And you open your garage door, it comes up, the guy's like, whoa, don't tell anybody. Between you and me. And that's what that looked like. But also, People were discovering stocks. And I, we all know about that, but a lot of people got involved in that. And there was the, the AMC, which is a movie company. No one was going to the movies. It was supposed to crash. But people from Reddit, and if you don't know what Reddit is, it's just a website where people type and chat a lot. But they determined, we're going to save AMC. And so AMC went from this incredibly low level to a huge high. And so if you had invested a lot of money in that, you had some treasure. You're doing well. And, of course, we couldn't leave. 2019, 2020, and 2021 alone I'll talk about Bitcoin. Because cryptocurrencies came in. This is a young man who's staged next to a car. Why is he standing that way? Because he became a millionaire. Now, my son did not become a millionaire. And so I don't have that treasure to fall back on. But he did because he invested in this thing called Bitcoin. And a time when not a lot of folks knew what it was. But he did. And he made a lot of money. And so now he's got all this wonderful treasure. And he's talking to people about it. So, the question for us today is, let's get a little involved in in just a second here. I'm going to walk into the audience. I don't want anyone to be concerned. I'm going to walk into the audience, and I'm going to ask people what their answer is to a question. Now, it's an easy question. I'm just going to talk to the kids. So, here's what I want you to do. If you have kids with you today, discuss it with them. If you don't, discuss it with the person next to you. Because we all like getting gifts. So, here's the question. What is the best gift you've ever received? Take 30 seconds, and then... I'm coming down off the stage and joining you for a question to see what your response are. So go ahead and talk about it. Take about 30 seconds. Go. Okay. So let me go ahead and get so kids. Raise their hand. Kids around me, raise your hands, and I'll come over. I'm going to go all the way to the back here. Okay. Your favorite, best gift ever. Go ahead. Tell us your name first. My name is Blake. This is Blake. Blake, your favorite present? The Holy Spirit. Can we clap for that, please? Let's get. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, so let's get a few more. I right, to you all the way back here. My name is Caleb, and for my parents. Oh my gosh! We clapped that one too. Come on, guys! Parents, look at look at this. I don't need to give the sermon anymore. We're good. They already know. No, go ahead. We'll go up here. Go ahead. Um, my name is Dylan, and I'm thankful for my wolf given from my grandma and Pop Pop. Yeah. So sorry. A giant stuffed wolf. Yes, yes I love stuffed animals. I'm going to grab one more. We'll run over here. Okay, lots of noise. I'm making a sound, guys, in back. Trimble. It's like, don't do that again. All right, here we go. Go ahead. My name is Kirsten, and the best gift I ever received was, um, I think it was um, just having... Parents take care of me and love me and understand me. Oh, my gosh. Pop it up for that one, guys. Let's go. Okay, so. I don't need this anymore. Alright, here you go. All right, that's great. And by the way, if your favorite gift was a Nintendo Switch or a bicycle, those are okay, too. It's okay to like things like that. That's fine, too. So we want to just throw that out there. Because, because... I didn't even cross my mind when I asked this question that it would be these deep, spiritual and important things. I I was I was really looking for like ice skates or something like that. All right. So now we're going to continue doing things a little bit different today. And this we're going to see how this goes. I have not done this before. So I'm going to ask for all the if you're kindergarten through age through fifth grade. So that would be our kids own kids kindergarten through fifth grade come up here for story time we're going to see if this works this is kind of a test we're doing a little story time so go ahead and come on up and bring your bags with you if you didn't grab your bag go get your bag bring your bags with you have a seat guys have a seat come right over here make sure you kind of get close to tv here come up come on up all right they have a seat. We have great kids, by the way. If you don't know that already, you do. Our kids are like, I'm so thankful for my mom and dad. That's awesome. Okay. You guys all see the screen? Yeah. Excellent. So today we're going to hear two very short stories. Jesus liked to tell stories. He called them parables. So everyone say parables. Parables. Think of like having two bowls, right? So we say parables. parables. There we go. All right. So the first story, we're going to go ahead and get started here. Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven. So let's look at the screen and see. We see a young man here and he said the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. So you see the guy right here and he's searching. He's in a field. He doesn't own it, by the way. Right. But he finds treasure in the field. Do you think he's excited? Yeah. I think so. And when a man found it. He hid it again. And he hid it so that he could he could come back later. And then in his joy, in his what? Joy. In his joy. Why was he excited? Because he found treasure. That's right. He went and sold all he had. Did he sell some things? No. No. Did he sell one or two things? No. What did he sell? Everything. everything. That's right. He sold everything. And he went and he bought the field. Find the coin in your bags. You have a coin in your bags? Go ahead and take it out. But you have a different coin. You have a coin that looks like this. Good job. That's your coin. So that represents treasure. Okay, so that'll help remind us that we need to give everything we have. For the kingdom of God. Right? So, you guys said some presents. Obviously, I'm not asking you to trade some of the presents you said for the kingdom of God. Because, you know, not your parents. But some other things, we can be willing to give those things up for the kingdom of God. Let's go. And he told another story. Another story is about a pearl. Pearls, back in Jesus' time, were like diamonds. Have you guys ever seen a diamond? No. No? No? Okay. Think of the most amazing toy in the world. That's what these were like. So pearls were like, the, if you gave a woman a pearl, that was it. And if you displayed your pearl around your neck, you were rich. It was like having a Tesla in the driveway. So, it's okay to worry about Tesla. So here we go. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. He's looking for fine pearls. And when he found one of great value, he went away and did what? He sold everything, he sold everything to do what? To buy, to buy <laughs> the pearl. Take out your pearl. You each have a pearl. Take it out. And the kingdom of God is special and precious like a pearl. And we can trade a lot for it. You guys did so good. Give him a round of applause. Thank you guys. Go back to your parents. I made the mistake of starting to measure myself up against what I saw in the world. And I saw people who at my age had businesses worth 10, 15 million dollars, whose kids' colleges were paid for, whose houses were sometimes three stories, who didn't have issues with the water heater, you know? I mean, amazing. Who were driving brand new cars? No, no, no. Brand new cars were driving them. So, so and I thought, man, I really have not done a great job. But when we go to the word of God, what we discover is that the world's treasure is actually trash to God. And I mean literal trash. We see this in Philippians 3, 7 through 8. But whatever were gains to me, treasure, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. And that word loss. By the way, when you dig into it, actually means a business loss. It's really what it applies. It's like a business loss. So what Paul's saying is, that's getting ripped off. I now consider all those other things I had, I got ripped off. They're a loss. What is more, I consider everything a loss. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. That's fun to read. It's actually reassuring to read. Hard to live. Because we worry about those things. I get concerned about those things. And I let those things sometimes become the thing I put my hope in. What's another one I struggled with? Health. We, we've seen a lot of people have bad health, have struggled with their health this last two years. And we've seen them put a lot of hope in health. Bible doesn't put hope in health, and we in our family we had a we had a tough time. My wife had a heart attack at the beginning of COVID, and health concerns. And I realized how much hope I put, but that you can't put your hope in that, because the treasure is greater than health. And so, how do we get treasure? That's the question. What do we? So if those things aren't treasure, don't just be depressing. How do we get treasure? So here's the next point. The only way to build treasure is to build up Christ's kingdom. That's it. You can build up Christ's kingdom in your family. You can build up Christ's kingdom in yourself by getting by having those daily quiet times, by staying close with God, by listening to God. You can build up treasure with your kids as they grow up. And I looked at my kids and my kids honor God. And they love God. And I realized and people told me we went to breakfast and they said, that's real treasure, Justin. You're not a failure. That's real treasure. And I said, oh, my goodness. And there's always time. So we're going to read this real quick. Philippians 3, 13 through 14 says this. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and training toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is the other trick. So you're 40, you're looking back. Maybe there are some failures there. Maybe some treasure hasn't been built. What does Paul say about that? You should be upset. You should be mad at yourself. You should remind yourself of what a terrible failure you are. No. Paul says, forgetting what is behind. So we forget what's behind. We forget about those struggles. And we move forward into 2022. And this is the time we decide that we're going to trade our treasure for trash. We're going to trade our trash for treasure. So I got. Now, we're going to go and go to the next slide, which is a maze. And this is what it feels like sometimes as you begin to trade trash for treasure. It can feel like a maze. Kids, take out your maze. You have a little maze in there. So if you kids want to take it out, it is a little cross. Take out, find a little cross, and you can see a little ball. And you can get the ball, and you guys remember these from childhood? Remember these ones, and the ball is on the outside, and you got to get it to the center? I don't know if you're like me, but but I had some big ones. And the big ones felt impossible. Because you would start doing it, and after about a minute of doing it, I was pretty ready to just rip the top off and move the ball and throw it right in the center. I wanted to take a shortcut. And I might have done that a couple of times, but there are no shortcuts with God. And here's the beautiful thing. It's difficult to accept, but it's real. There's real treasure. If you can get the ball in the center, there's treasure there. But it is not the path you want. There is a lot of dead ends. It feels like there's a lot of dead ends, but that is God's path as he's moving around. Twelve years ago, I talked to my brother on the phone. And I talked to him about God, and he told me, he said, Justin... No, don't talk to me about God. My dad, he yelled at me on a drive home, cursed me out, talked to him about Jesus when I was 15 years old. And I thought, there's no hope. In my dad's case, I don't know what happened. I know he died when I was 17. And I don't know what he did with his heart. Lord willing, he chose to follow God. But I called my brother two days ago. And on the phone with him, who I thought, I thought, there's no way, that ball can't reach the center there. He said, my pastor told me. And I said, whoa, 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 pause. You're what? <laughs> and he, he said, my pastor told me. And I said, whoa, 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 back up. There's a story here, and I've got to hear it. And he had come to Christ through a radio show that wasn't even Christian. And I'm not going to go through the whole story here. But needless to say, there was a real circuitous path for him. But he found treasure. So we have to believe that our friends and families, even though it seems impossible sometimes, they can find treasure. And God is working to bring them to treasure. And so we can trade those things that feel like they're worth so much to help our friends and family to build in here and find treasure. And so trading trash for treasure, and we're going to go to the next one, is a joyful experience if we fix our eyes on Jesus because he is our greatest treasure. If we look at it as a project, it's going to be really challenging. If we instead look at it as we're helping people find the treasure of Christ because of the difference he's made in our own lives. We see that. And by the way, my brother, much happier guy. It, the, the transformation's already started. It was a year ago. And I'm going like, wow, God, you're real and you're moving. And for me, it was a boost. i got to tell other folks. So I'm glad to get a chance to share it with you guys. But Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, therefore... Oh, no, it says, let us run with perseverance the race marked for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Wait a second. How did he do that? How did he go through shame and misery and the worst, most accused? Remember, Jesus died with no followers. Well, his mom. But I mean, right? Everyone expects that. But Jesus, everyone left him. He died with no money. No 401k, no 403b, nothing. How did he handle what seemed like complete failure to the world for the joy set before him? Because he was keeping an eye on the kingdom of God and he knew what God was going to do was going to be successful. And we need to do the same thing. Keep our eyes on Jesus, knowing that what we're building here, as we follow, there's great hope. It can all fall apart around us, but there is hope here in what we're building. And so we scorn the shame. People say, oh, you don't have this, you don't have this, you're not building this. It's okay, because I know what I am building, the kingdom of God. So, we can find treasure too. So, we'll go ahead and go to the next slide. We can trade trash for treasure in 2022. Now, kids, there's a maze in front of you. So everyone have a paper maze? You guys can start solving the paper maze. So you already have solved it. Great job. Uh, great. That's fantastic. How do we solve our maze in 2022? Well, there's three things we can do. So I want to take us on to our next steps. Number one, prayer is so important and valuable and real. And we can pray for people one day a week. We can pray for our family and friends to find treasure. Number two, we can give our money to the Christmas offering. Here's here's something amazing. It, it hit me after a while. I thought, man, I have really struggled with evangelism. It's something that I have struggled with doing. I've talked to people. It hasn't worked out. I'm not doing enough. You know what I realized? Every dollar that I give is going towards evangelism. That money is not just something that disappears. It's actually bringing people to Christ. In building God's kingdom. So I can joyfully give knowing we're doing something here. So when you give the Christmas offering, you're building up the kingdom of God. You're trading trash for treasure. So that's one of the other things you can do. And finally, energy. Think about a service team that you can join so you can trade your energy Instead of being comfortable and being happy and building up something around you selfishly, you can trade it to contribute to the kingdom of God. Now, imagine this. We're almost done here, but imagine this. Imagine your neighbors come to Christ. Imagine that your families come to Christ. Imagine this building. Four or five services. And imagine being around Ontario and constantly seeing people who love God, who love other people. And you would genuinely want the best. And you're always running into these friends and family. And you're just excited to be out there. And instead of a world that's full of fear and worry, it's full of genuine joy and everyone who sees you is happy. That's, a thing. that's the world I want to live in. That's the Ontario I want to live in. So let's trade trash for treasure in 2022. Let's pray. God, we ask that you would just help us to trade trash for treasure. That we would give the things that feel so special and so important to us, to you, to your kingdom. And that Ontario would be a place that would be turned upside down as the gospel spreads. And that we would be a community that grows and flourishes as we each sacrifice for something much greater than ourselves. We pray and ask for this in Christ's name. Amen.